stopped paying attention in class I was thinking about the adventures of Ash About the misfortune of sending kids to Crystal Lake Became addicted straight away with the initial tape God bless Betamax VHS holy like Amanda Kruger I was introduced to genre flicks by Toby Hooper I started craving more just like Larry the Looter I collected VHS without commentary or bloopers Throw computers, magazines, a bunch of stores Spent my money on movies and begged my mom for more I'd watch the boys kill those astro bastards Five times a day or even more I loved the gore Lionel and Paquita combined their lonely hearts I was hellbound, Cenobites tore my soul apart I've seen them all, from Dracula to Vertigo Listen up, welcome to the horror show with Sean and Joe Hello everybody and welcome to the horror show Show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events Sean I'm Joe Well, we are back to normal It's been a minute Yeah it's been a minute. Somehow I'm still in Salem, though. <laughs> <laughs> that you are. <laughs> Which is fucking, fucking weird. Um, yeah, so we did the Salem show. Uh, any thoughts on that? Success. Yeah, I loved it, man. Oh, dude. Loved it. Loved, loved um, meeting everybody afterwards. Mm-hmm. And thank everyone that, that came out. It was, it was good. You know, it was a you, big turnout. You know what pissed me off? Um, not, <laughs> nothing about our show. Uh, another podcast did a show, actually, last night. And they did theirs after the last movie. So their show started at like 11. Okay. Which, I mean, honestly, sounds like a fucking nightmare. But <laughs> Agreed. But Agreed. they took a fucking picture of themselves with the crowd and it was like a full venue. Yes. And I, but the people but, are there from the movie. Correct. It was like, it, but it pissed me off so much. It pissed me off to no end, dude. It pissed me off to no fucking end. Because I was like, well, well at was, first... Well, <laughs> What was their name? It was the Faculty of Horror. Okay. But, like, it just pissed me off because I was, like, looking at the picture and I was like, how is that full? Like, there's just no way. Like, there's, it's impossible. It's just a fucking impossible. And then I looked and then I, <laughs> I scoured the internet trying to disprove their photo. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Whatever. I'll probably leave this in. Um, yeah. And, and you did an interview with Linnea Quigley that we did not include last week. I did, I did. So, are we going to put it on this episode? Uh, yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna put it, we'll, let, let's listen to that because then we'll discuss it. Uh, we'll let, let's listen to it right now. So, this is Joe from the Horror Show. I'm here with the Scream Queen, Ladea Quigley. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, and being able to say Scream Queen is a really good thing because a lot of people can't. It's wonderful. It's a hard, you know, it's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, the first thing I wanted to ask you. Do you still use close-up toothpaste? Well, sometimes. It's hard to find, but at the dollar store, you can find tons of close-up toothpaste because it makes your breath so fresh. <laughs> that commercial's wonderful, by the You're way. You're white and, and fresh. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my God, I can't believe you saw that. I did. I did. Second thing, Jack Lulane, you used to work at a spa that was owned by him. Is that correct? Yes. And did you ever have the chance to meet him? I met Jack Lulane, and, of course, I was, like, starstruck. I, wow. You know, because my mom used to work out with him on black and white TV when I was a really little kid. And the one thing I'd get excited about was when he'd have his dog Happy, which was a white shepherd on. I'd be like, oh, the dog's on, the dog's on. And so I met him, and he was really nice. He was just like he is, you know, in public and everything. He was a really nice guy. Nice. Yeah, Uh, he always blew my mind because he was like, swim the English Channel handcuffed or like have things tied to him. I know. He didn't get enough credit for all the things he did. Yeah. And if you go on his wiki page, I mean, it's incredible. 
Second question, the skirts. Yes. Punk band that you were in. You guys practiced in the basement of The Mask, is that correct? Oh, yes. Do you have a favorite memory of a band that you saw at The Mask? Um, yes. The Go-Go's playing punk and being out of it. <laughs> I remember that really vividly. And like their song, one of them would be like, I like playing with razor blades. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all on heroin or something. It was... <laughs> It was crazy, <laughs> except Jane. Jane was pretty clean. <laughs> uh, have you uh, gotten back together with the skirts recently? Practice anything in the works? Not. I've been doing it just lately on my own. I've been starting to write again and starting to play guitar again. Nice. But it's hard. I'm like, I'm not a solitary musician. I like somebody to be playing with me and. Sure. Uh, you know, like a. I know that sounds really horrible, but uh, <laughs> if you think of it taken the wrong way, but uh, I like it. I like to write songs by myself, but it's like I like to have like okay, add on the bass or the drums or yeah. something like that. No, I get it absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite punk band, punk album? First one that comes to mind. I love all punk. Oh my god. Oh, the <laughs> favorite punk album. Okay. I guess it would be Susie and the Banshees. Nice. If I have to pick anything, yes. Nice. Love it. Great choice. Yes. Did you ever get to see like the germs at, at Mask or X? Yes, everybody. We would hide our equipment. Like I'd put my guitar away and be really scared that Darby was going to come in and like, because he would wreck things. Yeah. He was known for wrecking your equipment. And so I'd be like, oh my God, he's going to come in and take, and my guitar is going to be in half. And I'd be like scared. <laughs> awesome. Great story. Uh, you played Sleeping Beauty in a movie, correct? Yes, I did. Do you have any memories of playing that? Yeah. It's one of your earliest ones, right? I was telling people, I wrote in my diary, I am a star. <laughs> I, you know, because I had some lines in a movie. Not a lot because I was Sleeping Beauty, but I was like in a movie. That's awesome. And I had some lines. <laughs> uh, Savage Streets, you worked with Linda Blair and John Verma. Yes. Uh, do you have any, any uh, fond memories of working on that? Any, any stories? Yeah, it was... I was totally just like kind of like scared of Linda Blair because to me she was like this big star because she did The Exorcist right. and all the TV movies, Born Innocent and all that. So I was like a little bit intimidated by her. And also because the other girls were just cool and I was like not. It's like <laughs> I didn't get to hang around them. It was like it was like it was like real life. It was like I was kind of the outcast. <laughs> Uh, do, you, do you ever get starstruck on the set of a movie? I get starstruck a lot of times, and I have the hardest time going up to somebody and saying anything. I usually look at my feet, <laughs> and I don't know what to say, and then I think if I say anything, I'm going to make a fool of myself. I've done that to John Hurd, Napoleon <laughs> uh, uh, Dynamite. <laughs> Pedro, who was in it, uh, from Napoleon Dynamite, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people. I just, like, look at my feet. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. I would look at my feet, too. Yes. I'd, I'd be starstruck. And he asked me what was down Night there, Rider. and I'm like, <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> That's great. How did you become a soul in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4? Well, my husband was working on the film, Nightmare 4, and... They thought it would be cool if I could, you know, be in the movie, but, you know, in a different way. Not a main character, but just coming out of the chest. And some people recognize me by my brustuses. And I'm like, what? How can you do that? You know, it's like, it was really weird. That is weird. 
Does that ever creep you out when people say things like that? Well, or did it? I just wonder how they could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, were you a mannequin in Taurus Trap? Yes. You were. Huh? I got my SAG card, Screen Actors Guild card from that. Nice. That movie creeped me out, those mannequins. Uh, yes. Moving around like that. Yes. Yeah. They, that was a creepy movie, actually. That was done Underrated. Well. Definitely. It is underrated. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite movie, you know, Return of the Living Dead, Silent Night, Deadly Night? Which one is your favorite? Return of the Living Dead is Return my favorite, yes. I think that's... I love the music, and just the characters in it, it's and one of the, best. the director, yeah. and... One of the best. But Silent yeah. Night, Deadly Night is pretty damn good, too. It is. It was, um... That so kill scene with the, uh, the antlers. Yeah, with the antlers. I was like, I think they wanted, didn't want it to be like that, but they thought, oh, it's just serious. Because the guy that directed it did the Grizzly Adams movies. Did he? I think this was a big departure from him. <laughs> he like was like going in a different way. Did you ever think that uh, when you were in that movie, it would uh, spawn off five sequels with Mickey Rooney being in one of them? <laughs> I didn't think it would, you know, just last, you know, a week in the theater. I was like, you know, this is a silly, stupid film. Where, you know, I'm in the middle of, like, making out with my boyfriend, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get the cat in. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was really into it. <laughs> How high was the set of uh, Nice Dreams? I didn't see any pot smoking, but <laughs> there were some times when they would close down the set in the middle of the night, you know, I'd work nights, and... Uh, Someone would take off, and I'd be like, to Cheech, I'd say, what's going on? Why are we shutting down right now? And somebody was with a couple girls. I found out, and I'm like, I got so mad. I'm like, we're having to wait. You know, it's like four in the morning. You know, like I would be so like upset about it. I would be too. That's kind of, I know, uh, that's late. it's rude. Yeah. Do it another time. Yeah, you can sneak a little puff. Yeah, wait till we're done, <laughs> uh, I could talk to you for hours, but I know you had a long day. So are you promoting anything? Anything you want to get out there? Oh, my God, there's so much. I'm doing a documentary, Extras, all about the life of extras. Uh, Phantasm Magazine just came out. There's a limited edition cover that I think there's only 100 of or something like that. And I there are pictures that nobody's really seen before of me and I bear it all well not all but pretty much all <laughs> and I just finished Clownado which I think is going to be a cult film so I go down on the record saying that and The Last Thanksgiving and Twilight Camp I just did and promote animal rights everybody yes. be kind to animals don't eat them don't wear them uh, don't mistreat them. Love it. So those are my main things I'm promoting. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to sit with you and ask well, you Well, yeah. This. And your it. podcast. I love it. Uh, thank you. You guys That's are great. hot. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So that was your interview with Linnea Quigley. Um, yeah. Scream queen. How? What, what was your thoughts on meeting her? Like... Honestly, 12-year-old Joe, 13-year-old Joe, like, would not believe it. And it's very odd and uncomfortable because it's like, I've been aroused to you so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I tried to keep my cool. 
Yeah, that is a weird thing. I didn't think about that. Uh, I kind of let Joe do the interview solo on on that on that gig. Um, so, but yeah, that is a weird thing. Um, yeah, like Return of the Living Dead. I there were days I rented it because I was like, you know what? I'd like to see a naked woman today. <laughs> <laughs> Did that in the Silent Night Deadly Night? I mean, yeah, those those were, those were look pretty influential in my early teenage years. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, the, so that was a cool interview. Uh, what now? What is the name of this movie that she was doing? I thought it was. I thought she said Cronado. <laughs> like a I believe it's full clown. I, I believe it's clown nano. So, 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 Sean, do you hear that noise? What is that? What is what is that? <laughs> you hear that, right? Yes. It's some. It's this fucking asshole's car no. outside of and, my house. And you're in the basement, right? I am. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I honestly thought. And my daughter just a... went. My daughter just went to fucking bed. <laughs> I thought that was your furnace like exploding. <laughs> my my ass was vibrating. <laughs> that was unfucking believable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the best part the, the best part about that is earlier today because I, I know exactly what house is coming from they came and knocked on my door yeah. and they were like hey we're doing a gender reveal but the way we're going to do because because they're big into cars right yeah so they're like the way we're going to do it is we're going to have a burnout in the street and the <laughs> color smoke is either going to be blue or pink and and they're like the reason they knocked on my door was like He's like, I know you have a little child. He's like, so if she's sleeping, we won't do it then. Or if you if you don't want us to do it, like we won't do it at all. I was like, you know, that's I, like I respect that. That's cool. I have no problem with it. Uh, you know, and I was like, you know, what? we're not even gonna be here. So I was all happy. I was like, oh, that was pretty awesome. That was nice of them. And that was fucking like eleven o'clock at night, and they're just doing burnouts in like my driveway that's, for no reason. There's no reveal now. That's so <laughs> fucking funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh shit! That sounded insane. What were we talking about? Uh, so we were talking about Linnea. Uh, yeah, sorry, Linnea. Oh, and oh, Cronado cro- versus Clownado. What would what would be a bigger disaster? <laughs> talking about movie wise. <laughs> I mean, not like a real life thing. So you said so I said Cronado to you earlier, and you were like, I believe it was Clownado. And I was like, you know what? I think I'd rather watch. And I thought Cronado was bad when I texted you. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is Cronado? Uh, but I think Clownado is <laughs> infinitely worse. You know, it's most definitely Clownado. <laughs> Comes out next year. I'm looking at it right now. Oh my god! So it's just a bunch of clowns in a tornado. That, that it, <laughs> it does appear to be that way. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, they can't all be winners. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. That's funny as shit. Well, it was a good interview. Um, yeah, she was, a, all, all jokes aside, she was a very humble and uh, easy to talk to. And I really enjoyed it because, like I said, I was a big fan of watching her as, as in my younger days. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed your uh, music questions. Yeah, I mean, she was she was there for the early punk scene. So She's so fucking I talk weird. about that for days. I wish so after I stopped talking to her, you know, I hit stop recording, and then she told me like ten different stories on the Dead Kennedys and the band X. Oh my I'm like, god! Fuck! I, I was like, I should have just kept recording. I, I, like really good stories that just was off the cusp. So That's missed out on that, but 
Yeah, it was definitely cool to talk to her. Well, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, other than that, the show was really fucking good. People really liked it. Um, and we had a good we had a good time. We had a good time. So definitely. And again, thank you everyone that came out. Yes. Everyone that introduced themselves. I mean, yes. It, it was pretty surreal. People coming up to us while we were eating. People was, coming up to us. It was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> after the show. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. Um, yeah. But now we're doing Silver Bullet. <laughs> yeah. And Silver Bullet, <laughs> I am um, torn on. I am torn on. Really? Yeah. And, really? and also, if if anyone does like, mo- I, I just want to say this too. If if you're in uh, like <laughs> the north, I don't know what you'd call it, the northern region of the United States, uh, like two hour driving distance from Connecticut, and you know places that do screenings and stuff, hit me up and let's talk about doing something. Because um, uh, it's a good format. I think that format, like I think that format is great. Just yeah. I, I really enjoyed talking about the movie beforehand. Yeah. Um, and just having people there for that reason. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, Silver Bullet, um, 1985, uh, yes. produced by Dino De, La- De Laurentiis, who's Correct. who's done literally everything. <laughs> yep you've you've seen his name on almost every movie you've ever watched. He's produced 500 movies, 30 of them nominated for Academy Awards. That's fucking yeah. insane. But also, I mean, if you make 500 movies, you know. You're gonna hit at least thirty of them. For, for a <laughs> You're right. The odds are infinitely in your flavor. He did The Godfather, though, I believe. Oh, did he? I think so. Oh, well. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. What a fancy guy. <laughs> um, directed by Dan. I, I don't know this guy's name. Atias. Sure. Atias. He's done a lot of TV: True Blood, Homeland, It's Always Sunny, The Wire, Sopranos. So. You have a Jake and the Fat Man. Oh, wow. Okay. Be- <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Remember that fucking show? With the one with Ron uh, Perlman and the Beast? <laughs> That's such a weird fucking show. <laughs> um, it was super weird thing, too. My wife is like the biggest fan of that show. Um, Who was? Tina. Oh, Tina. Well, yeah. I thought you said your dad, and I was about to, like, no, fucking you, faint. You're <laughs> 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 um, and we're start. We got uh, Corey Haim, Gary Busey starring in this flick. Yeah, a uh, a, a young Corey Haim, very young. a uh, pre lethal weapon Gary Busey, pre motorcycle accident Gary Busey. Dude, that motorcycle accident is crazy. It man. did. It did nothing to him. It did nothing. It did nothing. It did nothing. <laughs> it's just something that like Hollywood could pass off. It's like, oh yeah, this guy's crazy now. I truly, be- I truly believe. Well, it's definitely his agent, right? Like he just started acting crazy, and then they were like, oh, he was like, oh no, don't worry, just that old motorcycle accident. Um, because in this movie, <laughs> if you told me that somebody was just filmed, like he did not know he was in a movie, and there people were like, hey, there's a werewolf running around, this is exactly how he. Would would react. <laughs> yeah. I said that to Tina multiple times. Like he's not really acting. No, he's just he's just there. He's like, Whoa. <laughs> um, and I also want to say, as Sophia Wheeler, a fan of the show, messaged me because I had posted that we were watching this, and she told me that Corey Haim tried to sell his jacket from this movie um, for sixteen grand. <laughs> wow. And then he was also on his same eBay page was also selling his hair and molars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did they sell? 
<laughs> she said, she, I forget, she found the article for me, but I, th- I think eBay, like, shut it down. <laughs> like, it was gaining traction, and then eBay was like, yeah, you can't sell your fucking body parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, molars. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking nuts. Um, so we open up. The last full moon of that spring came a little more than a month before school let out for summer vacation. Our town's Have you seen this before? Oh, oh, oh. you're reading something. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I, I, I had not. I thought I had seen this, and I had definitely had not seen this. Um, okay. Well, which is a ton, like a ton of movies we've done recently. I've been like, yeah, no, I think I've seen that, and then I watch it. I'm like, nope, this is not at all what it was. Um, so, and I'm kind of torn on it. So I've seen this multiple times uh, in my youth, and we actually watched it last year again. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, werewolf movies as a whole—they're pretty hit or miss. This one is pretty enjoyable. You know what? I'm it's with not you like that. It's, it's not like the Howling or uh, American Werewolf. I mean, those, those are like masterpieces. But this is this is fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I'll be honest. I think I might rather watch the, the. I'm just not the biggest American Werewolf fan. I think I'd put this over American Werewolf, not in terms of. That. Not in terms of how good of a movie it is, but what I'd rather watch. That is fucking silly. <laughs> I mean, I, but then again, my notes in this, like, I thought, so I watched it, wrote my notes, obviously. Then on Letterboxd, I was, like, catching up on my Letterbox shit, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to put that in. And I gave it a very favorable review. And then just now, before we start recording, I looked through my notes, and I was like, wow, I think I hated this fucking movie. Like, there's just things that I wrote on here that, like, are just very harsh, and I don't, I don't know. So, so I wrote, I, I posted my note on Instagram, and it was just, all. that's literally the only thing I wrote down was, was Gary Busey's hee-haw joke, and I didn't even, I didn't even write down the joke, and I don't remember the punchline, so, so that note is literally useless. <laughs> Wait, what was the hee-haw joke? When Gary Busey first shows up, he's, he's telling Corey Haim, like, a bartender joke, but it's, like, a legitimate bartender joke. And he hee-haws, because, like, the donkeys... You, you don't remember that? <laughs> he hee-haws for quite a long time. And the punchline is so corny. I laughed for, like, 20 minutes, but that was... Hang on. I got it right here. What? <laughs> <laughs> The, the punchline is after he screams. He, all, he, he always calls me that. He always calls me that. <laughs> well, that's a good joke. Uh, um. So, uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. The, so, at the end of that thing, I was reading. It says, "Our town's long nightmare began that night." This girl narrates the. Uh, the, the 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 this film for way too long. It was like an audiobook. It was brutal. Um, and I believe this is an issue just with Stephen King movies in general because they're all like thirty thousand pages long. And I mean, I don't know for a fact if Silver Bullet is or if it was like a short story or whatever. Um, but based on what she was reading, it sounded like she was reading from the book. You know what I mean? Uh- yeah, I've never read this one. It's based on the book uh, Cycle of the Werewolf. It's one of the kings I haven't read. I'd be, I'd be very curious. I'd, I'd love to know if the, if these words are exactly word for word because it seems like the opening to a Stephen King story, like 100%. Um, I mean, it is 
<laughs> the Stephen King story. So that is true. Uh, uh, and we open up to spring 1976. Um, and uh, what Stephen King book doesn't start off with an with an old drunk? <laughs> also true. <laughs> and uh, this old drunk is shoveling the railroad, and right out of the gate, werewolf shows up and fucking fucking gorilla slaps his head off. Yeah. Just fucking yeah. pops that head right off. And that's the thing. Like, this movie, it doesn't really hold back on the kills. No, 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 no. Not at all. You, you think you think with a young Corey Haim, it would kind of be, you know, stand by me-ish or whatever. Yeah. But no, it doesn't hold back. No, no. It's fucking good, man. Um, <clears throat> so Werewolf knocks off his head. Um, the town, the town, this town is very resilient to the idea of, like... <laughs> Despite all the gruesome murders, like it's very odd what the town's mentality is on all of this. Now, I'm not saying they should believe a werewolf theory, but I feel like at some point they should have shut the fucking town down because, like, come on, like, this shit is out of control. Um, also, how often do full moons happen? Uh, once a month. Is that a fact? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Well, for some reason in this movie, movie. like I feel like it happens like every other day in this movie. No, it most definitely does. <laughs> okay. And most werewolf movies try to like they just let it ride. But yeah, they do. Um so we now, a full moon occurs once every twenty nine point five days. Oh, so right. essentially once a month. All right. Well, the the more you know. The more you know. Uh so we meet the narrator who is Josie, is that her name? Janie. 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 Janie's got a gun. Yes, Jane. Jane. Um, and her brother, Marty, who is played by Corey Haim. Um, we, we're introduced to them. We're introduced to them in a weird scene where Marty's telling his bro- his friend to scare his sister. He's like, use a snake to scare my sister. <laughs> and he does. And then she gets super upset because she gets scared and falls in mud. And Marty, and, biggest mud pile ever. Biggest mud pile ever. And Marty looks at him and is like, "What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me?" And oh, Marty is in a wheelchair. We should know. Yes, yes. This is also a gas-powered wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> fucking highly dangerous. <laughs> and it somehow gets more dangerous later on in the movie. So, well, uh, because Gary Gary Busey gets involved. <laughs> Anything Gary Busey gets involved with is essentially insanely more dangerous. Um, we also we cut to this to a super weird scene of a woman revealing to a man that she's having his baby. Yeah, and, and we this like comes into play because Jane's just pissed and like in the bushes, so she's <laughs> eavesdropping and just just on, on these two unrelated people. And it is one of the saddest scenes I think I've ever seen in a movie. Um, this woman is telling this guy, like, this is your baby. And he's like, that ain't my bun in your oven. <laughs> and and he, he leaves her on the note, remember the good times, know what I mean. <laughs> and splits. And she just starts screaming, please help me. The woman. <laughs> right. And then it gets even more depressing in about five minutes. Oh, yes. When uh, when this woman, this pregnant woman, we find her at her house and she's contemplating she's going suicide. To kill herself. <laughs> and she goes, "Suicides go to hell, especially if they're pregnant." But I don't even care. 
that that is the saddest That's thing I've ever. Dark, yeah. That's <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever. Every time I see that, like like I said, I watched this movie a year ago, and every time that that line comes out, I'm like holy shit, did that really just happen? Dude, it breaks it breaks my fucking heart. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Uh, Don't worry, she doesn't do it. She's just immediately murdered by a fucking werewolf. <laughs> she is murdered by a werewolf who who climbs up like the garden trellis. <laughs> and this is this werewolf is you know like you don't see it yet. You just kind of see these like it's POV killer POV. And except you see these weird little like monkey paws are <laughs> as its hands climbing up the trellis, and I just thought that was so funny. Like the little the little wolf paws fit in the little tiny garden trellis holes. Uh, but yeah, this werewolf climbs up there and just slaughters this fucking girl. Like just destroys her. This fucking pregnant girl. <laughs> it's a fucking bloodbath. Uh, it's, and depressing. Equal parts depressing and a bloodbath. Yeah, and then the mom comes in and she's oh. like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, fucking... The whole thing is heartbreaking. That might be the most heartbreaking scene in movie history. Dude, fucking Meemaw comes up with a gun. <laughs> oh god, she's dead though. She is dead. Um... <laughs> oh, fuck. So, um... Marty's got a motorized wheelchair, which I just think is fucking insane. And we learn kind of where the title Silver Bullet comes from because that is the name of the wheelchair. Yeah, not the thing that kills werewolves. Yeah, but it is also that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking wordplay. Meanwhile, all this is happening. Like the local townsfolk are freaking out about these murders, but just like not enough. They're just kind of concerned. They're like, man, if people keep dying, this is going to be a tough week. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what we're at right now. And then um, we are introduced to Gary Busey, who plays Drunk Uncle Red, who is um, very similar to uh, Tom Hanks' character in my favorite television show, uh, uh, (laughs) Family Ties. (laughs) Remember we did that episode? We did. Drunk Uncle Ned was his name, yeah. not Red. Do you, was... do you still have that? Uh yeah, yeah. No, we should release that. We, that should be a Patreon app. We should just we should just put it up as uh this episode. <laughs> dude, dude, please <laughs> please do that in the future. Like if I can't record or you can't record or something, we don't have an episode. Just put one of those up. And we'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, and uh, Uncle Red is really pushing. Uh, he's he's like uh, Little Marty's. Uh, he 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 believes in Little Marty. He does. Whereas everyone kind of babies Marty and worries about him and shit. Uh, Uncle Red is just not about it. That is true, and that that was actually a pretty damn good scene with good dialogue, which you would not expect in this kind of movie. Right. When he's, like, talking with the mother, because the mother's like, you come around here, and he's impressionable, and he kind of lays into her. He's like, quit babying him. You know, he's still a human. He's going to figure it out on his own, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I I fucking loved that scene. I thought that scene was fucking great. Um, it, It was good. It was good. It was also weird. When I was looking at reviews for this movie, people were, like, really saying that this was a like a pro disabilities film, which I, I mean, I'm laughing, but I just mean it like, that's just a weird thing to say. Um, cause I, I did not get that from that besides that one scene. 
where he's like, don't baby Marty. I don't really, I don't really see it as like, you, you can do anything. Well, I mean, especially for the time, how many movies had a uh, you know protagonist what? that was disabled? You know what? I, you know what? You're fucking right. You're fucking right. When you put it that way, when you point out the very obvious thing that, that everyone else is thinking about. <laughs> the main thing. <laughs> the literally only thing. <laughs> well, well, people in this town uh, do not like Marty, uh, including Marty's got this, like, little girlfriend, and... Uh, he walks her to her house, and the dad comes outside and is like, get fucking lost. And as Marty's driving away, he says something along the line. He's like, yeah, all the cripples, they use up all the welfare. It's like, oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. But good news is uh, he gets destroyed by a werewolf. He, he does. Like, again, does. this werewolf, the gore in this, like you said it earlier, the gore in this is actually really good. It is. It's not bad. Dude. It's enjoyable. This guy gets fucking slaughtered in his greenhouse where where uh, the werewolves are crawling under it for some reason. I'm not sure why, but the, the werewolves are underneath the greenhouse. Um, and at this point, you, you just got to shut the fucking town down. But that is not the case. You do. And you, you know what else is like what makes this movie enjoyable is, for, first of all, I think Corey Haim, especially for like a child actor, he's pretty damn good. Like like he's he's likable. He's convincing. But the supporting roles of uh, the sheriff played by Terry O'Quinn, he's so fucking good. Yes. And, and people know him. He's a stepfather in the, the stepfather movies. And he's uh, the guy from Lost. I forget yeah. his name, Locke. But he, he plays this awesomely. And then... The priest, who we'll talk about in a few minutes, yes, played by Big, the guy who plays Big Ed in uh, Twin Peaks. Yep, he's fucking phenomenal. That's what I was gonna say. Big Ed kills it in this, like fucking kills it in this. He's he terrifying. does. I even said, I even said the team is like, he's the only one that, like really gives a shit. Like he's going like the extra extra mile. Like he, every scene he's selling, it's fantastic. He seemed like the only one that was actually well, like actually acting because like almost like he didn't stick out like if if he was surrounded by other really great actors like it would be unnoticeable but i think it's because he's around a bunch of people just like phoning it in that you're like oh this guy's doing a really good job um so it's not like he is noticeable. Uh, he, like the scenes where, where he's confronting uh Corey at the end like he's legitimately terrifying and, and he's like I don't know the way he's like portraying his inner struggle it's fucking great yeah yeah and you know yeah and it's it's fucking nuts um he's good but what's not good is the bar full of the townsfolk that is trying to organize like a, a, a I don't mob. know a mob to, to find out who killed this and it's literally like the South Park joke of the rabble 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 it's it cuts to the bar and it's literally people being like rabble 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the South Park bar it's so fucking weird um, and they're very upset because uh, little Brady dies he's the first kid death in the movie yes a very innocent uh, ch- child death um, he's the one that um that made the sister fall in the mud in the beginning. Oh, is that the same one? I think so, because that was uh, Marty's like good best friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. 
Um, and, and again, another heartbreaking scene because the dad or the sheriff finds a bloody kite. Fuck yeah, dude! And then the dad shows up because he's like, "I can't find my son," and he sees the kite and it just like loses his shit. Dude, it's so fucking crazy. It's so fucking good. And um, yeah, so the the the, the 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 entire town wants to to become vigilantes and and kill kill this person, which I I thought was fucking weird because. It's that the smallest town in the world. Wouldn't you just assume it was one of your own? You'd think so. Yeah. Or you'd assume you could easily figure it out. Yeah. Meanwhile, while this is going on, uh, Marty is telling everyone he can that it's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, it's insane. And Uncle Red is just like, hey, man, uh, there's no such thing as werewolves. But uh, people, people start acting really crazy when the moon's full. <laughs> Which... Like, hey man, if somebody's killing people because the moon's full, I would probably just classify them as a werewolf. Like, <laughs> so you, there are people that that think that's true. So you you're, you're just going with the whole werewolf? Yeah, it's just a werewolf. I mean, I don't think you'd murder people. Like, I feel I, maybe I believe people act weird when the moon's full, but like <laughs> to go out and slaughter people is just a lot. It's a lot. Um, so then the vigilantes they finally went out. Um, cause the sheriff is doing everything in his power to just fucking tell everyone to cool the fuck out. He is, but he has this, uh, big oaf of a Oh my deputy. God. Yeah. <laughs> all he does is start bar fights. <laughs> That's, that might be his job description. I think when you're... And like, it's funny cause he doesn't like go out of his way. It's just his presence just makes people angry. It's so true. He pisses everyone off, like literally everyone off. Like, doesn't isn't one guy like make me your deputy? And the sheriff's like, well, this guy is the deputy. <laughs> like they just ignore this idiot. Um, it's so fucking funny. Um, but they win and they go out walking through the foggiest forest of all time, yeah. trying to find this guy who's killing people. And my favorite scene in this movie is when an adult female. Asks an adult male, <laughs> two adults, if he's going to make lemonade in his pants. <laughs> and it just, it just is like really alarming for adults to be saying to each other, <laughs> like, making lemonade. Like, I haven't heard somebody refer to this as lemonade in fucking decades, probably. I haven't heard anybody refer to that ever. Ever. <laughs> Uh, make lemonade in his pants. <laughs> I don't know why that shit makes me laugh so hard. It's uh, oh, funny as hell. It's ridiculous. Uh, so the uh, so they're walking through the woods, and uh, guess what? The werewolf's there, and the the werewolf's picked up a new move since his last murder, because uh, now he's swinging a baseball bat around. He well, to be fair, he steals it from one of the people. Yeah, what it has Peacemaker written. Peacemaker written on it. And the werewolf kills these guys, then takes the bat and literally just starts bludgeoning people. I'm all for werewolves, more werewolves with weapons. Uh, arm Agreed. arm werewolves. Agreed. I like it. Uh, it's fucking great. Well, you know what? That's the difference between like the bullshit werewolves that just like guys, people turn into wolves, and then like a wolf man. I, I want a more of a wolf man who like will use something to his advantage, like a bat. Yeah, I'm with it. Why not? Um, oh, man. This is fucking great. Um, so we cut to a uh, – I mean, I guess 
doesn't even matter. But we cut to a dream. I don't even, whose dream is it? Do you even remember? Is it Marty's dream? It doesn't matter. But we see the Reverend preaching. Um, oh, wait. No, I think no, it's, it's the Reverend's. It's, it's the Reverend's dream. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. weird. Because then everyone starts becoming werewolves. See, that's what that's what's good. It throws you off the scent here. Um, so the Reverend's preaching um, in this dream. And the dead kid's dad comes in and says, there's no comfort, only private justice. Um, and then everyone starts becoming werewolves. And it's just this fucking wild dream. And then the preacher wakes up. Uh, One of them is hitting hitting the organ like such a fucking maniac. Did you dude, I had that? that in my notes, but I was like, eh, do I even bother saying it? He's playing the <laughs> piano like a fucking, like it's insane. It's fucking insane. Um, I should probably, when we release this episode, I should probably make a fucking meme of that fucking guy playing the piano. Dude, but, I mean, because that guy's clearly just an extra, <laughs> and the, he probably had like a stern talking to afterwards. Like, what are you going to break our equipment? What are you doing? <laughs> This is a church's organ. Like, please leave it alone. <laughs> this is, is borrowed property. You're, you have a non-speaking role. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, oh my god, that is so fucking funny. <laughs> well, back in the real, real world, Gary Busey has made literally the most dangerous vehicle known to man for <laughs> his paraplegic <laughs> nephew. <laughs> Like, like, and, and the best part, the best part is uh, Corey sneaks out of his house with this. You heard that noise earlier in the episode <laughs> of my neighbor's car. It, it would be just as loud. It, it, it's such like a clangy piece of metal and it's gas powered. It's, <laughs> it's insane. It is, it is a rocket ship. He's driving a rocket ship. And also I love this because <laughs> Gary Busey's like, all right, now go on and play with those fireworks out in the woods. <laughs> like people are getting picked off and torn to shreds and Gary Busey's like hey little paraplegic nephew why don't you play in the dark creepy woods and I've never seen woods so foggy in my life <laughs> um, so Marty does Marty does go out there uh, to, to play with fireworks um, <laughs> and for some reason the werewolf is there but also, for some reason, the werewolf is, like, taking his sweet-ass time with this kid. Unlike the other people who he just, like, slaughters instantly. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Because he's already killed the kid, so it's not, like, the moral issue. And, no. like, w- this kid eventually gets dirt on him. <laughs> so he would want him gone, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. And this he just, like, talks to him <laughs> over and over again. And also, a key scene here, uh, uh, in a non-Italian film... We get somebody who gets their fucking eyeball shot in with a bottle rocket. Um, yes. And fucking great scene. But, you know, this should clear up if the werewolf is real. Marty, Marty's saying now the werewolf will have the, – the human will have one eye. Correct. And we get a montage of Marty telling Janie about the werewolf. So she starts going around town asking for bottles and cans uh, for the church donation and it's actually like a pretty cool scene because she's literally just staring people in their eyes and literally every person she walks into is like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> they all look so annoyed that this girl is staring at me. <laughs> it's so good. Like literally every single character is like, is there anything else you need? Like, what? why are you just looking at my face? 
There's one scene where she goes into a parlor and she's like, hey, do you guys have any more bottles? And it just like slow pans to each and every single person's face. And they are all so fucking annoyed. <laughs> they're, they're so pissed at her. They're so fucking mad at her. Um, and finally, she kind of like gives up. She's like, whatever. I'm just going to bring the bottles and cans to the church, drop them off. And uh, we see the reverend. Uh, he turns his head. This is a great scene because because she shows up and he's like gardening, so we can see his face. Yes, like the audience is it's revealed to the audience that he is wearing an eye patch. Yeah, she's talking to him, you know, lottie dottie. She's not aware, and it goes on for a while. And when she puts the bottles down, she sees the broken baseball bat, and then realizes like she sees him. He's wearing an eye patch. Yeah, and I feel like that element isn't done a lot in a lot of the current movies I've seen. Like, I feel like they always want the reveal to be done to to both parties at the same time. Um, there was a lot more suspense in this scene. It, it's true because you know, and you're like, "Fuck, when is she gonna find out?" Right, like, and it, and she it's done well. Yeah, and she corners herself in a garage, and we know that this guy's a fucking werewolf maniac. Exactly. And you're exactly. like, "Oh it's, shit!" It, it's well done. Yeah, it's super well done. And he and as she's dumping the cans in to this garage, she finds the peacemaker. Which I guess she knew. I don't know how she knew. <laughs> she knew. Well, then, I mean, it's a small town. <laughs> I have a feeling that guy brings that everywhere. <laughs> that, that guy definitely talks about the peacemaker everywhere he goes. Um, yeah, probably pulls it out at every every chance he can get. Yep. Yeah, and the reverend, uh, the reverend corners her, and is like, yep. "Can I help you with something?" And she's just like, "No." She runs away. Um, and we get a, a really classic, uh, especially for the 80s, uh, brother and sister versus the world kind of kind of moment. No one believes them. They, they believe in the werewolf together now. Um, and they don't know what to do because no one will believe them. <laughs> so they write him. So, so they write him letters. <laughs> <laughs> they cyber bully the priest. But before cyber bully. <laughs> They write this priest a note that tells him to go kill himself. <laughs> uh, the priest doesn't like that, though. He's really unhappy about this note. Um, so unhappy that he fo- he follows Marty home and tries to uh, fucking kill him. <laughs> this scene is so extreme. He's going... He's trying to run him over He's in his car. And... It, like props to the stunt people because it this like looks very real. I, I I would be willing to put money on the fact that somebody was definitely really hurt in the, in the making of this scene. Dude, it's a he's so, driving like a maniac and and like Corey is like just getting out of the way and the car is just missing and like he's taking the time to like back up and line it up again. <laughs> Dude, it is a wheelchair versus a car at the end of the day. Like, there's no way no one got hurt on this set. Like, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking nuts. Um, and I also love it because, uh, so, Corey gets away somehow, miraculously. Yeah, that that's the more insane part, but yeah. But, but later on, the priest confronts him in a different setting, which we'll go into more detail. But the priest is like, I would never, like, try to hurt you. <laughs> You just tried to run him over multiple times. Yes, yeah, it's really fucking weird. Actually, it, that's the next scene, isn't it? Like when he's uh, in the, the shed. Yeah, yeah. So he crashes into the shed. Um, 
And that's when the priest is like, listen, I won't kill myself because that's a fucking sin. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is the funniest, most realistic thing I've ever heard about. Like, dude, Larry Talbot in, like, the original Wolfman is so, like, fucking torn about, like, living his life. And it's just, like, a brutal portrayal of, like, I hate myself for being the Wolfman. And this guy's like, listen, I get it, but it's a sin. I'm not going to do it. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not fucking like as if God would take in a werewolf. <laughs> like what? heavens filled with fucking lycanthropes. <laughs> as long as they didn't kill themselves, uh, dude, they just fucking kill people. All right, anyway, Marty, which is an actual commandment, right? And which is also weird because he is kind of saying it, uh, he mentions it. I think it is in this scene where he starts talking about. Um, he mentions the pregnant girl and he's like, she got pregnant out of wedlock or, 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 and that she was going to kill herself. So he prevented a sin from happening or something like it was insane though. It was fucking insane. Um, Marty, he has his kid dead to rights and also keep in mind, he's a fucking werewolf (laughs) in a very small town. So all the talking is unnecessary. And then the kid just starts calling for this fat ass farmer and, and and the werewolves like, oh god, I better get out of it. Like just dispose of them both and nobody would ever know. You're millions of miles away from everybody else. It's so true. Oh fuck, that's funny. Um <laughs> And then also like they finally, you know, they go to they go to Uncle Red and they're like, Hey man, the preacher tried to run us over. I, I think they Oh yeah, they go to Uncle Red first and Uncle Red's like, no. No, like yeah. you guys are fu- like, and uh, and then finally he looks at the fucking, <laughs> finally looks at the uh, the wheelchair, which is like totally scratched up, and is like, oh my god, we should probably tell the police. <laughs> so they go to the police, and the police have the same react. Like they're not telling them that he's a werewolf. They're like, hey, the preacher just tried to run me over. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop the cop is straight up like what are you an asshole like, <laughs> like don't be an idiot but then sees the scratch like he's like fine we'll investigate it and then sees the scratches on the reverend's car and is like oh my god <laughs> it can't be uh and then the reverend turns into a werewolf like right fucking there and and uh, once again, bludgeons him to death with the fucking peacemaker. Dude, brains him with that bat. Um, the, uh, I, uh, again, I know we keep talking about the, the kills and stuff, mm-hmm. but like the first blow with the bat was a great special effect because oh. it made such a thick, sickening thud, and you're like, oh my oh, god, it was fucking gross, dude. It was so fucking gross. And this was their little. Um, I would say that this was their American Werewolf in London moment too. This is like the we got to see the transformation. Yeah, and 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 this is why it's insane that you say <laughs> American Werewolf is not as good because American Werewolf in London's transformation is one of the greatest things I've ever seen, and this is is not. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, who's to say? <laughs> Who can say? Yes. Who can really say? <laughs> so while all this is happening, uh, Marty has somehow like Gary Busey does not believe in the werewolf up until the very end. Like yeah, that's never, never, season. Yeah. never believes in it. However, does decide to uh, make silver bullets just in case. Just in case. But as not you even, should. 
not even multiple. He makes one because Marty gives him a silver necklace. And Garrett Busey's like, like, even if you were like, okay, I'm going to make one bullet. You know what? Make six. Like, just. Yeah, fill the chamber. Call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he makes one silver bullet. Um, and luckily, there was a gunsmith in town that also specialized in werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, this will kill a werewolf for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the full moon comes back because it's every night. And um, Uncle Red and the kids are hanging out together. And did you know this was Halloween? No, no. Like it takes place on Halloween night. Oh, that's that's weird because that would be terrifying to have children roaming the streets. It would. I wish they like played more into it. Yeah, that would be fun. Made it more obvious. (laughs) There's nothing going on. Um, Besides that the kids are up late and then finally Uncle Red's like, listen guys, it's time to go to fucking bed. Like... You're guy, you guys are so full of shit. You tricked me again. Like, haha. Like, Uncle Red's an idiot. And then the werewolf gets caught peeping through the windows. And, and honestly, that scene is probably the most terrifying one in the movie. Like, I, I, I kind of jump every time. It catches me off guard. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, I mean, I didn't mind the scene, but it is funny that he's just, like, peeping through the windows. Um, and then the girl's like, oh, my God, I just saw him outside. Which, of course, Red doesn't believe him. Um, Then the werewolf cuts the power. (laughs) (laughs) And Gary Busey's like, shut up. It's just the fuse. But then, through the mirror, finally sees the werewolf come in behind. (laughs) Uh, And then Red loses. Also, also, yeah, because the bullet is in the gun. And Red's like, you guys are full of shit. (laughs) And takes the bullet out, which... Is ridiculous because things are literally starting to go wrong. Yes, and that's that's when he decides to not believe them. Yeah, he's like, the you know what? Just to prove, just to show you how big of an asshole you are, I'm going to take this bullet out. <laughs> yeah. and he's attacked by the werewolf and it gets knocked out of his hands. Yeah, into a fucking like air conditioning vent. Thing <laughs> <laughs> is a fucking nightmare, and the werewolf comes in and just starts fucking everybody up. He throws whoever played Gary Busey's stuntman <laughs> through like a grandfather clock at such like ferocious speeds. It's fucking wonderful. <laughs> uh, Marty manages to get the bullet though out of the air the air vent and uh, shoots the werewolf in his other eye, and then the werewolf slowly turns back into their priest. And um, yeah. And then it just kind of – I did think that it had a little bit of a weird ending here where uh, Marty goes, I love you, Janie. And she goes, I love you too. And then she goes, I wasn't able to say that, but I can say it now. I love you too, Marty. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the narrator saying that. Yes, like, a narrator saying that. And that, which makes me think that it was read like straight from a Stephen King book. Like that sounds so fucking weird. That sounds like a fucking book. Um, but that's how they end it, man. And that's the end. Yeah. So, so good for that. I like it, man. I think I think it's a fun little flick. Uh, I definitely recommend. It. I like it. I liked it a lot more. Like a couple days later, uh, my notes were very negative towards it. Um, Wow. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, man. There's no reason. Huh. I'm just a dickhead, man. I was just being a jerk. Um, so, so are are you uh, are you watching uh, movies for 
Halloween, the 31 days? Well, I am. I'm catching up. It's on my letterbox. You can check that out if you follow me on letterbox. I have a whole list for my movie marathon, but there is a catch to my movie marathon, which is I'm also trying to catch up with the cult cinema, the cult classic or cult cult movie challenge. Um, so I'm trying to do only horror movies out of that. And it has been super funny to like, <laughs> cause I'm rating them for a Halloween scale and like, like I did, like I started with Cynthia Rothrock Reek. What, what was her name? Cynthia Roth? Yeah. Rothrock? Yeah. I know, yeah. I know who you're talking The about. old martial yeah. artist woman. And she had one <laughs> horror movie where she played a serial killer. And it's so fucking bad. It's so fucking bad. And it's just like, it was the worst start to my uh, Halloween season of all time. <laughs> It was fucking terrible. But um, so we have next week is going to be October 16th. Or no, that's when this episode comes out. Um, and then the following week, we will be doing Cursed, another werewolf film. Ooh, Wes Craven, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And then the following week is the Tuesday before Halloween. Now, we can do. <laughs> should we do a Disney movie or should we do Halloween 6? <laughs> what, what's the choice for the Disney movie? Well, I mean, we could do any Disney movie we want, but we do have two um, TV choices here from Patreon. Um, Justin uh, Fumahal uh, chose The Midnight Hour, which is an ABC Halloween movie, which I've never seen. Um, yeah. And then Ryan Marlowe chose Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is a Ooh. Disney movie. I um, do like Something Wicked This Way Comes. Do you? I do. Do you want to do that for Halloween then? Let, let's do it. All right. So we'll do that because um, I, I kind of like the Disney tradition better for Halloween. Um, yeah. <laughs> two grown men <laughs> who shit on everything talking about how much they just love Disney movies. So um, <laughs> we we buck. I wish, I wish we were doing uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Um, I have that if you want to do it. Of course I want to do it. Mickey Rooney? It's a All fucking right. great one. Maybe I see that's what I think. I think we should do that too. Do both? Um, no, we'll do, let's do Phantom of the Megaplex. Okay. Alright. It's a suck it, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, you fucking loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although Ryan both of Ryan's picks have been chosen. Dude, I feel like everyone has had at least like one of their picks chosen, even if they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's crazy. Dude, Mar Marlo picked Cursed, which we're doing, and Rubber. So it's like it's crazy. Like everyone's gotten what they want. Basically, um, now I'm going to get so many emails being like, not me, <laughs> but whatever. Um, all right. So next week, cursed. And then after that, the Phantom of the Megaplex. Um, Joe, thank you for remoting in again. This is a fantastic setup. Gets the job. Yeah, done. this was this was nice. This was uh, this nice one, and quick. This one worked on a Saturday out. Saturday night. Banged it out. Uh, Listen to your um, neighbor peel out but that was fine um yo i gotta ask have you ever seen happy birthday to me no no have you ever seen have you ever seen madman dude i was literally gonna watch it last night because it's coming up for one of my challenge movies which one madman 
But dude, so I watched both of those today. First time viewings for just for Halloween. I'm trying to get in things like I haven't seen before. Yeah. Holy shit, man. A Happy plus. birthday to me is the guy that gets the shish kebab through the throat in the cover, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's funny you say that because I'm not even sure that happens, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that movie's fucking insane. Insane. That that movie has more red herrings and twists. I, I loved it. Even even Tina was like, wow, those those were good. And uh, Madman, I mean, I'm not going to call it a good movie, but I enjoyed every second of watching it. Really? Dude, 85% yeah, so of people like it on uh, Google. <laughs> really? Yeah, but Google, like, who uses Google to rate their movies? Like... Oh, assholes. People that like Mad Men. Yeah. But um <laughs> Mad Men is the only the only Blu-ray that I own. Because <laughs> we went to that uh we went to that Connecticut Horror Fest, like the original the original crew had reunited and nobody was nobody was going over and talking to him. <laughs> so <laughs> So like I, I I felt bad and went and like struck up a conversation and then I got swindled in there buying their Blu-ray. <laughs> I remember you came back with that Blu-ray and I was like, oh, I've never seen that. Do you like it? And you were like, not particularly. <laughs> I think you were like, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> no, I, I hadn't even seen it when I. Came oh, oh, maybe that's what you said. Oh, maybe that's what it was even funnier about it then, because <laughs> you were like, yeah, no, I, they. They swindled me into it. Because I know I like, Joe oh, would not buy. This, huh? Yeah, Joe would not buy a, a Blu-ray b- blindly. Um. Anyway, all right. So that's it. We're done. It's the worst I've been swindled since some guy forced me in the streets of Waterbury to buy a, a burned DVD copy of uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah, but your your life was on the line with that one. Well, that's true. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll save that for another time. <laughs> all right um that's it for this episode we should do like a show recapping maybe for patreon recapping our halloween shit um sometime during the week or something we can do it um yeah let me know because it's easy to set up like this yeah yeah for sure so yeah let's let's do something like that soon uh for patreon um and that's yeah, it though. I, would, I would love to briefly talk about these those movies yeah dude like that it's kind of fun to just like bang through like five movies at once like that you just watched or something like it just it's cool to do that shit yeah. Let's do it. All right. Um, all right. So that's it, everyone. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, if you do, uh, send me an email, sean at ihatehorror.com, and I'll send you some stickers. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, we, we've also ditched Snapchat at this point. So you can find me on Instagram at ihatehorror, and we're at facebook.com slash ihatehorror. Joe, you're at yeah, Instagram? I, yeah. Boognish1985. Um, so thank you all so much. We really appreciate the support. Th- I mean, th- being serious, like that sounded so lethargic, but like seriously, you guys are fucking crazy these days. Um, the support's just like gone through the roof, and uh, we really appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, the, p- the people sending the pictures of like wearing our merch or receiving oh, our merch, nuts, and man. Like I said, just the people that are coming up to us at live shows is it makes it worth it. Dude, so it was fucking crazy. It. Dude, that night, like people were just coming up to me being like, Great show tonight and I was like, That's fucking weird. Like this is fucking I know, man. I, like what I know I know we're trying to wrap up and I keep babbling, but like Linnea was waiting for me yes. to finish talking with our fans. She's like like think about that. That's fucking insane. Yeah. She was waiting for me to finish like greeting people that wanted to talk to me. Like yeah. that's surreal. That, it was nuts. Like people taking pictures with us. Yeah. That fucking blew my mind. Alright. <clears throat> so that's it guys. Thank you all so much for the support. And uh for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.